Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. This week I wanted to remind you that if you are looking to maybe change up your luck, get some new dice, or maybe you just want something shiny and pretty, you can head on over to dieharddice.com and use the code HIDEOUS to get 10% off your order. With that discount, you'll save a little bit of money, some money will come to us and you will support the show, and you'll get something new and shiny to roll. That's really all I have for this week, so I'm going to go ahead and welcome you into episode 211, Air Wardens. Do you like liquor and things that go boom? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 211. We finally get to record here after some um, coordination fuel difficulties, <laughs> I'd say. So like since, you, since we went remote, Brooks and Emily have... You know, for for two episodes now, been fine at syncing up their claps, and it just it just seems like there's something wrong in the Campbell household today. I made one request. Well, he, so first things first, Haley gave the performance <laughs> anxiety off the rip by just critiquing their clap at the get go. It needed to be louder. And so uh, we haven't been able to get a synced up clap <laughs> since. I'm a little worried about the sync of the rest of our episodes here on out. And then it was a whole big thing. It's like, Brooks, use your hands. Stop clapping cheeks. Like, come on. <laughs> and Emily looked like I she keep... was waiting for a different podcast to clap. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling Emily it's it's not your clap or my clap. It's our clap together and the clap that we have. And while normally it's in sync um, at, at these times, we really are on some different breakout schedules. Oh, yeah. That, that's the that's what we're going with. <laughs> you know, normally we're so we're so together, but there's a blanket fort between us. <laughs> Too difficult. Because because at the end of the day. You two are coming from the same source. And so even if there's a delay between my clap and your clap, that's expected because of the internet. But the delay between Brooks and Emily's claps that we just saw was well, longer than the delay between my clap and Brooks's clap. Emily, do you care to explain yourself? So I can either do a loud clap or a clap that is in sync. Can't do both. Oh, so you're... you're <laughs> oh, should not be mutually exclusive. <laughs> She can only think about one request at a time. It's either yep. the it's either she's got to focus on the volume or she's got to focus on when I say three, two, one. Emily. I'm about to Amazon some dog clickers for everybody. <laughs> Emily, do you walk with two feet or just to hop on one? Uh, not. I walk with two feet, but not very well. Yeah, but the feet aren't moving at the same time, Brooks. Yeah, one foot in front of the down. other. You give me a weird look. How do you walk? I mean, I'm pretty positive you move both feet at both legs at the same time. You plant one, move yeah, the other. 
Clamp. Move. Clamp. You can't have both lifted and moving. Do we have to explain walking now? Because <laughs> clapping is difficult. So now we got to go back to square one. Off on, and then the other. Well, agree to disagree. Okay, yeah. I guess we'll agree to disagree about how you walk. <laughs> I mean, you walk with. What are you drinking, Brooks? What are you? Do you you remember how to drink? He's the winner. Hold hold on a sec. (laughs) Some people said it couldn't happen, or uh, we wouldn't make it to two (laughs) eleven. Okay. But the time has come where I have the chalice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yep. That is what we. That's what they have said. Is that. I well, they said, they said there would never be a boys' victory on two eleven. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's for yep. sure. The um, the farmers' almanac was not predicting a boys' victory on episode two eleven. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, and I tell you what, my my nose holes and the largest uh, muscle in my body are really, really, really appreciating all of the patrons uh, today because, especially Jason. Um. <laughs> We've got a coffee, uh, well, espresso, whiskey, uh, bitters, and some simple syrup. And thank you very much. That sounds this pretty delicious. good. Emily, did the did the patrons name it, or did you name it, or did uh, it have a name? It had a name already, and I did not change it. This is a coffee old fashioned. Brooks, uh, why okay. is your ass thanking Jason? I had to confirm this largest muscle in the body, the gluteus maximus. <laughs> um, that's why the claps were messed up. <laughs> oh. That's uh, yep, a little bit, a little bit uh, too appreciative. His gluteus maximus <laughs> couldn't stop applauding Jason for the good drink. Yep. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised those claps. You didn't hear the echo. Well, oh, we heard the echo. That's why we couldn't get in the sync. <laughs> Bailey, you got anything good over there? <laughs> anything that pleases the, the glutes? Well, goddamn, I love peaches and cream. Ooh. Speaking of peaches. Yeah, yeah. I knew this would happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have peaches and cream, which is peach stuffs and cream soda. Is it good? Well, you know what? That's a great question. I, I've had it here. It is good. It's very sweet. Very sweet. Yeah, I figured that might be the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been someone who's very sweet. Oh, hey, Steve. Oh, hey, thanks, babe. Me? I'm drinking a Golden Monkey. This is from Victory. Um, and the Golden Monkey on the can, you know, he got that wagon. So that's, uh, that's a booty thing. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't tried it yet. Sure, it's good. <laughs> I'm buying time while I crack it open. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard it referred to as a wagon. Dragon a wagon? Yeah. yeah. You never heard of Dragon a wagon? wagon? Not at all. Never. No, never. Never. Not yeah. once. Interesting. Well, the beer's good. <laughs> That's good. Ooh. All right. Yeah. And uh, Griff got that wagon because you're wearing your dump truck daddy t-shirt. Yeah, my dump truck daddy t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm drinking uh, Larceny bourbon on the rocks. Oh. Mm. Oh. And I got a little, little sidecar of uh, sparkling ice orange mango. Delicious. We've been on the ice train lately. I think me and the Campbells have been on the ice train. They're so good. I've been drinking them at home. Yeah. 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 Emily, you got anything so good? I have a peach beverage as well. This is Peach Please. It's the butt episode. Yeah. (laughs) The teaches of peaches. Can't be avoided. (laughs) Good Lord. Yeah. 
It's good. It's nice to get it's nice to get a couple butt jokes out of the way mm-hmm. for a nice ass whooping combat. Yeah. We we don't have to roll off because next time we have a group drink. So that's exciting. Hopefully it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. No promises. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. When last we left our heroes, they returned to the abbey and they returned to the labby and they explored what the witches had been concocting in here, found quite a few magical items, and also drank some yucky life elixirs that um, ended up being a strange type of poison. But the group did find a pile of notes, uh, both from the witches of this abbey doing research, researching the blood brew elixir, and also from a person named R.A., who you surmise was Ramoska Archminos, the vampire alchemist that had formerly worked here and is now imprisoned. And those notes didn't contain anything on the blood brew elixir, but they did contain information about his studying of the sun orchid elixir, a very powerful life-extending uh, potion from Thuvia. It also contained notes about how that elixir could potentially be used to uh, cure vampirism. And with that information found, the doors to a further room in here opened. And I think I need some perception checks. Perception? Mm -hmm. 41 for Matumbe. 36 for Rune. 30 on the dot. Or Eric Bear. 27 for Eclipse. 18 for Quinley. 23 for Uska. Okay. Matube had in the 40s, uh, and Rune, I believe, was a high 30s, right? 36. 36. Nice. Um, is there anyone else in that range? 30. 30. What was uh, what was Eclipse's? I missed 27. Okay. So Rune and Matumbe, you notice after this door opens... Uh, maybe you see like a rattling of like a potion bottle or uh, or something further into the room. It almost sounds like a breeze that blows through and you think you think something has entered the room with you, but you can't see it. And I now need you to roll for initiative. Oh, here we go. Oh, babe. These hot glutes are... Working overtime tonight, boys. Natural 20 for a a, a 34. Okay. How about Matumbe? Matumbe has a 10. Very good, Matumbe. 34 and a 10. You get a lot of separation from Air Bear, which is exactly what you want. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) How about Quinley? Uh, Quinley... Man, one day I'll be able to Let go guess, early. 11. <laughs> 14. <laughs> one day I'll be able to go early and use the uh, class feature that I was very excited about 20 episodes ago. Yeah. How about Rune? Uh, Rune got a 20. Okay, not bad. Eclipse? Got a 6. Very good stuff. Nice. How about Uska? 22. 22. Uh, better than a lot of your party. Uh, what's your modifier? Plus five. Don't worry, guys. Us OG party at the bottom. Doing good. <laughs> That's Holding right. it down. 
mean, to be fair, uh, not many of you are at the top. Uh, but at the start of this combat is Air Bear. Air Bear, I think, I think Matumbe and Rune probably would have said something to the effect of, like, something has just entered the room. Certainly, yeah. But you definitely can't see anything. Yeah, someone's trying to steal these potions of life. <laughs> no! <laughs> I must drink them all. <laughs> Gonna live forever. <laughs> hey, uh, one of the people who knows how to see uh, invisible things is at the bottom. <laughs> nice. All right. Hmm. So... Bear Bear does have blind fight, uh, which would be great if he at least had a direction on uh, where to strike at. But I don't know if he is quite willing to just hold his turn until then or just kind of wing it. Matumbe, do you have sea invisibility? I have invisibility purge, so I can clean oh, the room okay. out. But uh, you're gonna have to wait a while. <sighs> yeah, I feel like that that great great natural twenty is about to be downgraded down to a I don't know what nine. Uh, anyway, certainly ready if you wanted to. Something hits you, you would then know what square it's coming from. But outside of that, I don't think you really know where anything is. Yeah. I right. would even I would even allow you to ready like if if Quinley were to get hit and whatever it is is in range of him as well like if it if it's in an adjacent square that you can identify and reach you could attack uh, using your blind fight but um, other than that you you don't really know where anything is. I still feel like it's the action like it might not be worth it uh, to only attack. Like or like, have less of a chance of attacking. I guess so. He sure. he is actually gonna just delay. Yeah. Well, where is this creature? I can't see where it is, so I can't attack it. Mutumbe, can you please help out? He doesn't want to quite tip his hand yet, even though I've tipped my hand to you, Brooks. <laughs> he says, "I will do what I can. We shall see. We shall see." <laughs> Okay, take a five-foot step, and then I'm going to tack twice at Air Bear. Air Bear, this is coming from this square. Okay. Uh, Both of these attacks will get a plus two because the thing is invisible and they're against your flat-footed. Ooh, do I have improved critical here? Ah, shit. Yes, I do. Okay, uh, so one is going to be a uh, 31 to hit. Uh, My flat-footed? Yes, of course. Okay, the other one is going to be a crit threat, so I'm going to roll to confirm that. Ooh, um, before you do that... Um, Wait, you de- you delayed, right? So like that shouldn't go against your flat-footed. I don't know if it still hits. The creature's but... invisible. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, of course. Never mind. Yeah. You have acted, so if you want to use a react, like an immediate action, you can. Like you've yeah. acted to delay, so you could use an immediate action to um, deny my critical if that's what you want to use it for. Yep, that is exactly what I would like to use it. Yep. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. 
first hit it comes at you deals 25 points of regular damage and five points of electricity damage and you are now bleeding two so you're taking two points of bleed on your turn uh, then the next attack hits you for 23 points of regular damage and six points of electricity damage and that is the creature's turn. Would you like to come off of delay now that you know where it is? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So it is now Air Bear's turn after delaying. Things right next to you. You felt okay. where it attacked from. So I'll take all your rolls, and then any that would hit will roll uh, concealment twice for. Perfect. Perfect. Also, I just reread Blind Fight again, and with Blind Fight, the last part of it is that the invisible attacker gets no advantages related to you and... Oh, I, I guess I... Yeah. Related to hitting you in melee, that is, you don't lose your dex bonus to armor class, and the attacker doesn't get the usual plus two for being invisible. But it oh, doesn't nuts. matter. 31 would have yeah. way... It would have been a 29. Way. Yeah, and that still okay. would have hit. Okay, that was my lowest one. Yep. That's a good call out. If anyone else has blind fight, make sure you factor or you tell me so that I don't factor the plus two in. Alright. First attacks. 30? 30 would hit. Alright. I can't imagine a 24 would. Does not. Does a 29 hit? Yes. Ooh, then this is a critical threat. <laughs> uh 17. <laughs> 17 doesn't, no. Yeah. All right. Two hits, and I will roll percentages. Okay. You have 51 or higher. Oh, first one off the bat, 87. 87, that's a hit. Let's go. Oh, yeah. What, what is going on today? That's a 97. Today's all oh, kinds yeah. of ass that's, backwards. Uh, that's two hits right there. <laughs> So that is going to be 27 damage total. Uh, did you want to separate? Uh, no, I do not. Okay. 27 total. Perfect. Thank you. And uh, that is the extent of Air Bear's turn. Okay. Next in the order is another one of these creatures. It's going to take a five-foot step, and uh, we'll see if it hits. These are both coming at Uska. Oh. Do you have blind fight? She does not have blind fight. Okay. That is a 34 is my lowest to hit. Yep. Okay, so two hits on Uska. I'm going to give you the regular damage first and then the electricity. Perfect, because she has some resistance to electricity. Yep, that's what I thought. Nice. 24 points of regular damage and four points of electricity, which I think does not bypass your resistance. That is correct. And the next attack, 23 points of regular damage and three points of electricity, and you are now bleeding two, which is also still the case for Air Bear. Uh, but that'll tick on your next turn because you like delayed and all that, so... Uska, you know that the creature has attacked you from this square. Okay. And it is now Uska's turn. Words echo in the back of your mind. We shall see. 
we shall see. <laughs> you may want to delay your turn until we shall see. Puska's going to use her turn to set up ourselves a little bit better defensively. So she takes a five-foot step back away from uh, where the creature the invisible creature was attacking her and she holds her hand out towards Air Bear and she twirls it and a thin blue sparkling ribbon appears in the air swirls for a bit before disappearing as she uses the protective luck hex on Air Bear saying this time the odds will be in our favor using mm, it against me eh <laughs> two we'll can play this that. game Okay, so that's a five-foot step and a standard action. Yeah, um, unfortunately, she doesn't have the boots of the earth to uh, use her move, so mm-hmm. that'll be it. Okay, Rune. If I have scent, can Rune attack? You need to um, spend an action to make a perception check to pinpoint the square. And then I could? I believe it's a. I believe we learned it's a standard action to do that. Not a move. No. It's a good idea, though. The first um, attack that I saw, what did it look like? Like, like what did it do? You saw, like, gashes open up on Air Bear's chest. Same with Uska. Okay, but I didn't see, like, energy or... Uh, maybe you saw the, like, electricity crackle. Okay. It didn't seem to, like... Uska would have just absorbed it, but I guess Air Bear, like, you maybe smell singed uh, rat hair. Mmm. That's what's for dinner. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, I cannot defend against electricity damage. I can only do it. <laughs> that doesn't help me. All right. Well, I, I think that if I, instead of channeling the tiger because I don't need to anymore, I could channel a wolf and get sent. And I know that's not perfect, but also I'm a ranged character and everything's invisible. Just wait a little bit. You'll be able to see everybody. You can't channel a bat and get echolocation? No, I cannot get blindsight with a bat until 15th level. Right now I can just get super dark vision, like really far out dark vision. So did Matume explicitly say like... No. Right. You're being cagey. So what am I supposed to do? All right. I have invisibility purge. I bungled that word, but I have it. Fine. I was going to say, people are going to waste stuff if you don't say it, though. I, w- I, w- I was being me, all right? Like, he didn't want him to come after him because he has it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I did catch that, Steve. So I understood. I'm glad that the boys are all on the same page. Because boys are synced up. You know, you yeah. just, a lot of people say women <laughs> sync up, but it's the boys. So with all of this in mind, Drew's going to cast Gravity Bow on herself. Gravity bow, okay. You're casting a spell, so there's an attack of opportunity coming at you. What? Only a 21 against your uh, flat-footed AC. That will hit. Okay. Well, now you officially know where it is. Uh, it's right here. I guess I should have just cast defensively. I didn't. I didn't think that they could attack me. Well, there's no way you could have known that. So 19 points of regular damage and one point of electricity damage. That's 20 damage. You can see if you can keep the spell. What do I have to do to do that? That's a concentration check. DC is, I believe, 10 plus the damage taken. 
So DC 30. Yeah, I lose the spell. Okay. Uh, So you lose the spell. Would you like to move at all? Sure. I will now take a five foot step back. Okay. Uh, Let's see. That was a very costly turn. I have three level ones. (laughs) That just took out a third of my spells on level one. Nothing seems to happen. Quinley is up. I read you loud and clear, Matumbe. Pretty obvious signs <laughs> coming from you, boss. <laughs> and he delays. Okay. Go ahead and check twice at Rune. Damn. I definitely got you twice. One is a critical threat. So I will attempt this crit. That will be a 36 to confirm the critical one. Yeah, that hits. Okay, so let's do the first attack first. First attack deals 22 points of regular damage and one point of electricity. Then the critical 43 points of regular damage and three points of electricity. And uh, both you and Uska and Eclipse honestly can see like the square that that came from. Uh, because you took a pretty bad hit there, so. Next in the order is Matumbe. All right, Matumbe stand in, uh, in the middle of the room. I'm going to let Matumbe make a knowledge check. Okay. So it's going to be knowledge planes. Knowledge planes. Oh, I, I rolled pretty well here. That is a 40. If it's a monster, it's a 42. Uh, that's enough, even though they're invisible to know that they are um, so I'm giving you like a pretty hefty penalty to this but you do know that they are invisible stalkers okay and the well I'm gonna give you two things so again because you cannot see them it's costing most of your knowledge check just to like put together what these are but you see I, I like, trust where you're going with this you yeah. see your friends taking like what seems to be like sneak attack damage and they're like bleeding and you think those wouldn't come from like an air elemental you heard like the wind yeah. come through uh you, you're 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 able to pinpoint what this creature is but you don't know too much about it because of that okay is there any reason to think this invisibility purge won't work the creatures have an extraordinary ability called natural invisibility. Mm-hmm. Natural invisibility is inherent invisibility, and it is not subject to the invisibility purge spell. There it is, yeah. Because this is pretty clear. It negates all forms of invisibility, but if it's called out specifically... Yes. Um, and, of course, that's why you let me roll that in the first place before burning the spell, which I do appreciate. Um but I kind of saw writing on the wall and immediately got disappointed because this is about to suck really bad. I think Matumbe would be intelligent enough to know mm-hmm. that the way you deal with invisible stalkers is not making them not invisible, but making yourself be able to see invisibility in some way. So if you can gotcha. see invisibility, if you get true seeing, even if you have like echolocation, like um, like Eclipse can get, like those things would allow you to pinpoint these creatures, but trying to remove their natural invisibility will never work. Okay. Extraordinarily valuable information. He's a, you know, he, he reaches to the heavens with his book. You almost actually see the power start to coalesce around him as he's about to blast out and completely purge the invisibility from this room. And he remembers an old 
an old text that he read about these creatures. Wait, I have thought deeply about this. I do not believe these creatures will be subject to my purging effect. If we can see invisibility, that will do us quite well. However, I don't think I can remove it, um, which is not good because that was my counter to invisibility and I don't have anything beyond that. So, Quinley's going to be so disappointed. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Quinley's, bo- Quinley's boner killed. Uh, yeah, he's a little, un- he's a little, a little frustrated there. Boy, Matumbe can probably get up over this table, right? This table's only five feet wide. You yeah, can't imagine yeah. it's high because he's got to go support the backliners here who are coming up against at least two of these creatures. The caboose of, a, of the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we like to call it. Okay, so moving there mm-hmm. incurs two attacks of opportunity. Oof. Okay, here we go. If if one of these hits you, I am going to reveal a location okay. that you guys haven't witnessed yet, and I do think a um, 33 against your flat-footed might do it, but I'm not sure, because you have mobility, right? Uh, it, it w- It's actually a little closer than you might think, but you definitely do get it. Okay. So, Matumba, you actually feel from behind you. Oh. A hit. Uh, you, you get hit. Uh, it was right next to you, and it actually uh-huh. missed you with a natural one. <laughs> when oh I when I moved it up to attack you, um, so you're gonna take some damage from that one. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be 22 points of regular damage and one point of electricity, and then we'll see if the other one can hit you. Maybe not, uh, because this is only gonna be a 27 to hit. Dodge applies to your. Well, no dodge. I don't think would apply to your flat-footed. So. That should tie. I think uh, I think that does it. Okay. Dodge bonus. Yeah, applies to your touch, but not your flat-footed, because flat-footed is just like armor and shields and shit. So maybe my AC wasn't as high as I thought it was when I said that it was close earlier, but doesn't matter. Um, 19 yeah. points of regular damage and 6 points of electricity as you get jolted here. <laughs> and then it is Quinley's turn. Well, hold on. I oh, wait, you're going to do something? 15 Sorry. feet here. All Sorry, right, where buddy. was the second attack from? Uh, the second attack was from right next to you here. Great, because that's where I'm going to attack. Okay. And this is just going to be a standard swing. The book, nothing fancy. Glorious four on the die. Going up to a full body, uh, full-blooded 19. Yeah, that, that would not hit. Wonderful. Okay, that's the end of his turn then. All right, Quinley. Now, Matube, I will say for Quinley, he does know Airbear just made like a full attack right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would even say like he's probably perceptive enough to have seen Matube get clipped from over there. So awesome. it's really kind of a five foot step either way. Well, I'm gonna help Airbear focus fire. So what Quinley does is he enacts his martial flexibility for the third out of four times today. Getting a little close there, but he's going to key on, of course, blind fight. Nice. Then he's going to take a five-foot step. The blind fight was a move action, so I still have a standard left, and he is going to lunge out and try and skewer this invisible foe. Okay. 
Oof, uh, 22. 22 won't do it. No, unfortunately, I didn't think so. Okay. Last combatant in the round, Eclipse. Once again, uh, Haley, Eclipse knows that there is one right here because uh, she saw Rune take a pretty big shot from it. Okay. Um, I do think, though, I should... Uh, like, I, I don't think that stops me from needing to, to cast echolocation because that'll give me benefits in the future. Sure, yeah. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and cast echolocation, hoping that I'm not going to be attacked, or I guess I could just do that defensively real quick. I succeeded by two. <laughs> nice. So, nice. I successfully cast defensively. I have echolocation on. Eclipse is in a good spot. I'm going to just move up five feet. Okay. I know that the Lopper's gone for now, but uh, on on our virtual tabletop, he's just hiding around the corner. And I know. I think that's a lot funnier <laughs> than him being, being dead for the day. I did like that. That's what he did. <laughs> like peeking around the corner. Yep. Yeah. All you can see, he's just like, oh, oh. How you All guys right. doing at, over there? At the start <laughs> of round two, I think this one is going to continue to attack Air Bear here. So two attacks are coming out at our bear. I'm going to not add the plus two, and you're going to go ahead and not remove your decks uh, from your AC. And you're going to roll twice. Take the worst, because he's protected Absolutely. Left. So I'll roll both die. Instead of rolling them for two hits, I'll roll both for one attack here. Uh, 18 and a 19 on the uh, die. So you, oh. you, you just mitigated a crit. So okay. it's, it's very good. Worth it. uh, still very good. Uh, but that's going to be a hit. That's going to deal 19 points of regular damage and one point of electricity damage. I did forget to mention, everybody that has been damaged this round, this past round, is bleeding too. Uh, so if I didn't say it explicitly for you, just I, I think it's most of you at this point besides Quinley. Um, you're, you, yeah, besides Quinley and Eclipse, uh, but you're bleeding too. Um the next one is coming at Air Bear again. Uh, this is also Protective Lucked. And I think that one, well, I mean, <laughs> Protective Luck didn't save you, but I did roll double fives. So that's only going to be a 22. That does not. Okay. So uh, a hit and a miss, and it is Air Bear's turn. All right. On his turn, he is going to take to bleed to start and then um, he is this seems really stupid to ask but I need to be positive can I do a swift action and a full attack you cannot do a swift action this turn because you used your immediate action to negate my crit yeah that's why you had a little wouldn't immediate start, action up wouldn't, on your wouldn't that start over right now though no, because your immediate enough? action, you're using it, it your takes your it takes that. your next rounds. Uh, oh, the next swift, round. yeah. Well, it was a little funky because like yeah. you use your turn to delay, and then and then the immediate action happened, and then your turn happened. But we're gonna say like it it applies to this turn, your next your next turn. Yep, yep, and, and that that totally makes sense. I yeah. All right, with that man it's a little bit difficult to decide between activating a challenge like activating a challenge against 
Oh, um, I th- it, re- it requires visual anyway, doesn't it? That's exactly right. So yeah. he is going to full attack the square um, that has been attacking him um, okay. this whole time. Uh, give me, yeah, give me your rolls, and we'll do the um, we'll do the concealment. Mm-hmm. If I could challenge you, this would be the time, but. This might have been a good way to, uh, you know, negate my ability to hit you, but when I can't, I will. I'm still going to give you combat advice, even though I can't actually challenge you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, we set a 29 hit. 29 hit. Uh, now, wherever that is in your attack, roll me the concealment. Ooh, 76. Okay. Bear, you feel like 100% that would have hit. It's not in that square. So now, you know, you know, you know, because you, you watch combat, like the thing swung twice at you. It could only have gotten like five feet away. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to let you do is because that definitely would have hit and, and you know it, you now know that square is empty. You can take a five foot step at any point in a full round action in a full attack. So you can take a five-foot step up, and then now you can continue your full attack, but I need you to let me know what square you're aiming at now because there are Mm -hmm. three possible squares this could be in because it is no longer in that square. So it could be here, here, or here. Yes. An air bear would have loved to have been able to move into this square next to Quinley uh, to maybe maybe be able to set up some sort of flank but there is only one tactically smart decision and air bear would have known that uh is to go in the spot that or go into the square that he knew uh was not occupied and then sure. from there he is going to attack at the square um i guess now both to the square next to both he and uh, Quinley. Sure, the square you guys are kitty corner too. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now you can continue your, your attack. Um, we'll do this the same way. If you okay. would hit and you would make it on concealment, it's either going to do damage or you're going to realize that it's not in that square. Perfect. So three more attacks coming. Hmm. Man, uh, the rolls are really, really poor. Does a 27 hit? It does not. But then Air Bear would not hit now. at all. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So Air Bear misses another three times. And probably the, the, the worst part of that is that you're not sure which square this is yeah. at. Exactly. Yeah, that was a 2, 12, 1, 6, 6, 7. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's... Uh, don't worry, Quinley's about to Dr. Viv fight this. <laughs> Plow through some squares. Uh, so, Matumbe, <sighs> there are some attacks coming at you. Slippery, slippery bastard. Okay, uh, these are the same, so it'll either hit or it won't. It's a 226s against your flat-footed. Yes, that does not hit. Okay. But you're invisible to me, right? So shouldn't my AC go down by two? I'm adding two to my attack. I think believe that's how that works. Yep, oh, we're good. That does not hit. We're fine. Um, okay, so you get missed twice. Um, you're not really sure if the creature 
<laughs> stayed where it was because you didn't you didn't even feel anything. Yeah, who knows? Uh, Freya. From Matumbe's knowledge, did we know if these creatures are like potentially undead or are they healed by positive energy? Uh, Matumbe would know that they're from the elemental plane of air, so uh, not undead. They're like oh. some kind of strange air elemental creature. Can he possibly um, understand what they're saying? Yes. So <laughs> funny thing that happened before we went live, I was trying to figure out what language that I wanted to take now that I went from the plus four to the plus six uh, hat and I get a new language. So I took Orin. So um, have these folks been talking, Griffin? Um, you know, I... I as invisible creatures are wont to do, uh-huh. they, they've been quiet yep. this whole time as to not give up their positions. I they're, guess that makes sense. They're huh? not like insulting us as we horribly miss over and over again. No, <laughs> no, uh, they're they're not certainly not the type to gloat. Uh-huh. Uh, they're oh, used sure. to they're used to enemies that can't see them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I don't know. Y- yeah, you haven't you haven't opened a dialogue with them and you haven't heard anything that they've been saying because they haven't been saying anything. Well, I will try diplomacy my next time. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm sure that'll go great. All right. Still Freya's turn, though. Uska's er, turn. Still Uska's turn. Who? Hey, you You remember Freya. Well, Uska wanted to heal, but it. she doesn't have a solid feel for where all of the enemies are right now. So instead, she takes a five foot step back gonna take her two bleed damage Uh, since she doesn't know where the creatures are she's gonna try to cast defensively here okay would a concentration check be an ability check or like a skill check oh geez that's that's actually a great question i think i believe it's his own category of check I, I could be wrong there, but I thought ability checks were more like if I if I asked you to make a strength check. Mm. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what concentration falls under. I kind of thought concentration was its own category. A concentration check is not an ability check. Is not. Is not. Or a skill check. Oh, hang on. Okay, Google. What kind of check is a concentration check? Yeah. We've all been playing this game for thirty million years. So, in general, I think the consensus online is that a concentration check is not an ability check nor a skill check uh, because you add in your magical casting level, which is not how either an ability check or skill check works. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, an ability check is a D20 plus your skill or plus your ability, and a skill check mm-hmm. would be D20 plus, like, uh, bonuses. Is it considered a caster level check? Yeah. It also means, though, like, you know, if it's not considered an ability check, that means it's probably not affected by, you know, like, shake and frighten and stuff. So, pros and cons, right? Yeah. Yeah, my ability um, can only be used on ability check, attack roll, saving, throw, or skill check. Oh. Sad. So, that means her... So, she was casting defensively and failed the cast defensively. Does that mean she loses? she loses the spell, then? Yes. Okay. Should have maybe just tried for the attack. You know it, what? Because we can't see these creatures, it will be uh, it'll be very funny when we f- we figure out that you're not five feet from someone. I know. I, and she's probably like from where they were. She's probably not, but they definitely could have moved. 
So I thought oh, I yeah. was being safer. Yeah. I just did not roll well at all. And you don't have any combat casting or anything, right? You don't have that feat that factors in. No, I don't have combat casting. Is a to- totally logical play, Emily. Yep. Yep. Um, just, uh, so I just didn't agree with you. She does still have a move action because she only moved. She only took a five foot step. So she is mm-hmm. going to start cackling very sadly. <laughs> okay, well, that will that will uh, continue Air Bear's protective luck, which uh, we've seen was pretty damn helpful last time. Absolutely. Um, Rune. Yes. Rune knows where one of these guys are because it's right next to her and has beat the crap out of her so far. Uh, so question for you. I was trying to look some of this up. I do feel as though a lot of people have just said basically GM discretion. So if I swift action channel a bear, I get a plus four bonus to my constitution score mm-hmm. as an enhancement bonus. Yes. Would I get the health benefit from that immediately? It would make my health go from 36 to 60. Yeah, that's the way barbarians work. That's, that's the way what it's, I figured. Yeah, it's, but, you know, just like the way barbarians work, whenever that does drop off, that health goes away. Yeah, yeah. That means that... Um, it fills from the bottom, but it also takes away from the nine minutes to make sure that I am healed more than the amount that will be taken away. So we're, we're good. Yeah. Um, that would be my maximum, though, and I'd love to not do that. Um, anyways. That's why barbarians die when they, like, regular yes. barbarians die when they go unconscious when they're raging. So that's mm-hmm. the first thing I'm going to do. So that rune has a fighting chance to stay alive. And then she's going to uh, try to shoot the thing in front of her that she's pretty sure is still there. Okay. Because it hasn't attacked her again, and it was a big asshole last time. Yeah, I assume just a full attack, and you can't be... Does that, does that um does that not provoking in combat apply when you can't see the enemy? I assume it works. It basically makes your ranged attack like a melee attack. It makes my ranged attack like a melee. Attack. Yeah, so it it would still not provoke. All right, so I'm gonna do the first one is the mini shot. Okay. I got a nat twenty on the mini shot. Oh hell yeah! So um, okay, uh, um, roll me some concealment and then roll to confirm. The other one was only a 22. Okay, that, that won't hit. Uh, what hits on concealment? 51 or higher. 39. Okay, oh. so the that potential crit misses. All right, run to the next one. That's a 26. 26 does not hit. 27. 27 does not hit. Oh, <laughs> Okay. That's all of my arrows, and then I'm going to take a five-foot diagonal back behind Eclipse. Rune's going to hope that she'll shield her. (laughs) As Rune probably towers over Eclipse, realistically. (laughs) Pushing a child in front of a boss. That's exactly what that was. (laughs) Rune suggested it before, you know, let's shove someone in front of a cart. She's doing this now with Eclipse. (laughs) Okay, here's, here's the thing. So I need to ask Matumbe because you have this on your sheet mm-hmm. or on uh, Quinley's sheet. Would a 32 beat um, again in, in 2E we don't have DCs but would it beat um, Quinley's stealth if he took a 10? Yeah, not by much. He's got he, it would, that would be 30. Matumbe, you do hear 
it, it almost sounds like the rustling of wind through trees, but by some off chance, like wearing this new hat has mm-hmm. given you uh, the ability to understand what is said. You hear uh, something off in the distance past the table that you're next to say, Markarith, this one has it. This one has Markarith. This one has Markarith. That's the I don't air elemental. Oh. <laughs> and then does a yeah a thirty-seven hits uh, Quinley. I'm sure. Hundred percent. Twenty-one points of regular damage and one point of electricity damage. Oh boy. This is a critical threat. Oh. Roll to confirm here. Maybe not, but the, the bonus to this is kind of crazy with critical focus. 25 against Quimley's flat-footed. Yeah, you got that. So that was... <laughs> I have critical focus, right? That was a net two. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my dear. So, so Quinley... Hey, I got that blind fight, though. <laughs> oh, okay. So actually, that would be... a Quinley has that, so that would be a 23 to confirm against flat-footed. Because I did add my plus two to that roll. Yeah, that's still gonna get it. Okay. Ah. Oh. But your your original hit hit regardless of the blind fight, right? It was a natural twenty. Oh, never I mean, mind. Yeah. Never mind. You got it. Um, so it is uh, thirty-two points of regular damage and six points of electricity damage to Quinley. Not looking good. Uh, Matumbe, oh. it is your turn. I would like to potentially, and you can tell me to go pound sand or whatever, <laughs> roll a sense motive check on what I just heard to try and gauge whether that's just something they identified or a goal of theirs. Like, we need to grab the aeromental and get the fuck out of here. Or they're just like, oh, holy crap, he's got the rock sure. while we're attacking him. Mm-hmm. I know there's a little nuance there, but I think that's important. Because I'd rather just give them the rock and have them go on their ways than <laughs> fight this battle where we're getting our asses handed to us. All right. Sense motive. That is going to be a 37. Let's go. Yeah, with a 37. Again, Matumbe kind of like Matrix modes when he thinks about mm-hmm. all these things. And you're <laughs> yep. thinking about like, you're thinking about the way that was said and how they like went over to like, you, you just saw Quinley like take a shot to the side and then a shot from the front. And you immediately like place together that Quinley has the uh, the gem mm-hmm. that that could uh, conjure an air elemental. Now you know sometimes the way those gems are made is they actually trap an air elemental. They don't just summon one; they ah. trap one. And you put these pieces together knowing that they're all from the elemental plane of air it's very reasonable to think that a invisible stalker would be friends with an air elemental and and you're putting all of those pieces together and you immediately think like they're definitely after the gem yeah intent there is is super important though do they want an ally in their fight against us or do they really only care about this gem and don't care about us specifically? I think, I think no, to no, know no, that, no. you'd you'd have to ask them. You Functionally, can't, though, the way that the gem works is that it'll fight on your side. 
So we could also pop it out. And if they back down, coolio, we, we're all good. But if you don't, uh, if they're not cool about that, then they'll fight, they're going to be fighting their friend. I don't know well, that's a potential risk. <laughs> I think it's worth telling the creatures, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a call here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a risk. Do it. Mitsume is going to call out in the recently learned Orin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My friends, there is no need for conflict. It sounds to me like we inadvertently picked up a trapped friend of yours. We have no intention of keeping him with us. In fact, we had no idea what horrors the witch in charge of this alchemist lab had subjected him to. If we relinquish the prison of your friend, will you cease your hostilities? And then he'll switch to common and say, Quinley, hold a moment. Do not attack them. If they are amenable, I may need you to produce that gem that you were given recently. Make me a diplomacy check. Okay. Oh, boy. I assume you're not attempting to um, to trick them. No, 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 no. I, I want this to work. <laughs> we, I, we really want this to work. Especially based on our health. Get a little free inspiration on this one. Fuck. No. Now, this is a skill check, so Uska can boost it. What kind of action is that? Immediate action. She has not... No, she... Does it require you to know the result or not know the result? Great Because I'll keep my lips sealed. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I think I would have uh, to... We'll keep them fully sealed. I think uh, it would have to be before... It doesn't say, so I think it would need to be before... Before, before I before give Before you tell, right. yeah. But I think, Steve, you could say what the result is. Well, I rolled well off the inspiration die, which is the good news. The bad news is I also rolled a natural one. That being said, that brings me up to a dirty 20. So I could burn quite a bit. Absolute max I could do is give you another four. Do you think that would be... I don't... Um, oh, um... Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Um, shocks. My hero card is, is evil, so... I couldn't just add five. All right. I'm going to need a decision. But what I will say is that this is happening, and because Quinley is very next in the initiative order, mm-hmm. I will allow him to aid by pulling out the gem. Oh, sure. And Quinley would automatically aid. He's got a high enough diplomacy where that would work. So I will devote my entire turn to this diplomacy. <laughs> um, ceasing hostilities... Emily, this is your choice. I've been using this a We're, lot, so I'm gonna I'm gonna boost it too. So also as if Uska aided, but it's not an aid bonus. Okay, so that would bring my result up to a twenty-two, and then an aid from Quinley would bring that up to a twenty-four. Which um, you got. Starting attitude of hostile creatures, 25 plus is a creature's charisma modifier. <laughs> feel like we're kind of banking on them having negative charisma right now, but... I'm, I'm going to be a very nice GM. If you can do three. <laughs> I can do three. Okay. So you do three. Their charisma modifier is zero. And at this, 
and at the gem being pulled out, you hear uh, kind of in unison the creatures like, Ah, Markarth. And then one of them would speak to you, Matumbe, and it like comes from right in front of you. You didn't realize this one was here, maybe, but uh, there's, oh. there's one right in front of you. You have freed Markarth from the clutches of the witch, Hitna. You would hand him over to us, our friend. If we do so, would you continue hostilities against us? The only reason we are trapped on this filthy plane is in the hopes of saving our friend Markarth. The witch told us if we worked in her service, eventually she would free Markarth and we could go home. There is no love in my heart for indentured servitude. If your friend Markarith in the gem here is what's keeping you here, we do not want to keep him against his will, nor do we want to keep you stuck on this plane. Please, take your friend. Be free. I insist that we help you in some way. Um, yeah, don't say no to that. There, there is one thing, Matumbe, I don't know what you're talking about, and <laughs> but I... If you can, is there a chance the skull of Usi um, is still missing and that is the way that we could, if they have seen it, that would help? That's a really good call. I will be sure to ask them that. Well then, of course, we will hand over the gem. What do you propose, my new friends? You wish to help us in some way. We will not say no to any assistance. You are... Fighting these witches. He gestures to the body of. Well, you don't see him gesture. <laughs> you feel. You feel. Maybe, him yeah, a clipsy you maybe see. Well, but I like, don't see him. I guess I sense. Yeah, you sense like the uh, the outline of him gesturing to um, Hetna, the the witch that is deceased on the floor. Let's just blow some like oh, broom dust on him. We. That's the thing. They're from the plane of air, so like they, it just like. If you had, like, cast a fairy fire on them or something, it just, like, dissipates on them. But he would say, I am Tenkel, and these are my brothers in arms and my friends. Uh, we would happily uh, assist you in reconnaissance. We are quite stealthy. We go unnoticed most places. Uh, the the witch, Hetna could see us, but many here cannot. We can go unseen to other places, other areas that you might want us to search. We would happily do this bef before returning home. Well, we are going to be fast friends because <laughs> we are not stealthy and we are often seen when we go places. <laughs> Please, free our, our friend and then we can discuss uh, our new alliance. We will do exactly that. Would smashing the gem just let him free? I, I want to make sure that we do this the right way <laughs> and that we don't like... <laughs> I, you know, it's absolutely yeah. smart to think of. Uh, make me a spellcraft. Hmm. Eclipse, how do we do this the right way? Actually, I'm... I'm I'm almost imagining Eclipse being like, I can go through walls without being seen. <laughs> <laughs> and and Matumbe auto assists. 
Oh, the nat 20, that's a 45. Oh, Ooh. yeah. You know that smashing one of these gems does, in fact, release the uh, the creature, but it kind of, like, rips that creature from the plane. It, it does, like, uh, forces them into your servitude and then kind of sends them away after a certain period. You think, however, if you, um, if you could dispel the gem, that would allow... Uh, Markarth to to not only be free but stay in this plane to assist, although he would be acting under his own will. Um. So we we've got two options. Well, I guess kind of three. One, we crush the gem, and then unfortunately he is stuck here and uh, kind of under our control. Um, and it's kind of forcible. Maybe not the best. And we're kind we're kind. But he might not feel that way at first, so that's, you know, concern. Uh, Option two, we let them smash it, but, you know, same problem. And option three, which is we dispel it, and then he's he's on his own. He can control himself. I can't dispel that. We'll explain these options to our friends and then ask maybe Uska, do you have a way to dispel this gem? The, um, the invisible stalker that you're uh, talking to would say Markarth was captured here he may have valuable information if, if we can speak to him but I'm afraid if he is under your control he may not be able to answer or remember to his fullest abilities uh, we will take no offense either way and we will still uh, offer to assist you but it would be nice to see our old friend. And he could be helpful as well, although he is not as stealthy as the rest of us. What you got, Emily? All right. So, unfortunately, I already used my dispel magic for the day. Mm-hmm. Uska can spontaneously cast Break Enchantment. So, it would just take away a fifth level spell um, if uh, Break Enchantment yeah, would. Think- Get us what we need. Yeah. Do you do you have slots that you left open, or I did have you prepare all your one fourth level slot? So I think I could prepare dispel magic as a fourth. You, you level could certainly spell prepare dispel magic in a fourth level if you wanted to do that. You guys seem to have time right now. How, wait, how long does the phone take? How long? How long does that take? Ten minutes. If it's like a cleric, prepare? I think it's fifteen minutes. I'd have to look it up yeah, for a shaman. Not, it's not that's fine. I just, I have now used echolocation twice today and it lasts 10 minutes per level, which is 110 minutes for me, but I don't want to waste them all. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say you, you have it for, you know, this might take, you know, two of your levels. Okay. But yeah, we'll, we'll rock with the, the way Cleric worked. I don't really mind if you want to do this that way. All right. I'll look that There's up for the- next time. I wasted it last time because I cast it right before the witch fight. And then, well, it helped. But also at the same time, it didn't really. And then we wasted it all as we ran away to town. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not one of our better moments. Oh, uh, before I do this, though, uh, I would like to heal, do a channel, and then I can roll twice and take the better on this. Dispel magic. Okay, sure. Good, so, good thought. Yeah, let and I we need to get rid of all that bleed 
for those of us. Yeah, that'll that'll remove all the bleed. You guys have been talking, but I think you you, know, mm-hmm. you would certainly <laughs> you'd certainly burst a channel when um, when these guys stop being hostile. Yeah, plug up this bleeding. Twenty points of healing. Beautiful. I think you unknowingly heal one of the invisible stalkers that had been um, that had been damaged, and Matumbe just hears like one of them go, "Ah, thank you." (laughs) This one wishes to confer thanks upon you, Uska. Say you're welcome. I'm happy to help new friends. She's happy to help you. That was in Orin. <laughs> All right, so let's try this dispel check. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess it if it doesn't work, what Matumbe intends to do is to just hand the gem over to them, if, and if they want to smash it, they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, while that's uh, while while Uska's doing that, the rune would turn to Matumbe. I need like a lot of healing. Please. Yes, and so does Quinley. I can okay. deliver. Great. Yeah, I need I need seventeen charges of a light wand. Ooh. Yeah. I think Quinley's in a very similar spot. So. Which I took him off the wand on my sheet. Okay. For me. Emily, you got that to spell? I do. That is a twenty-seven. Oh no, twenty-eight. <laughs> beats beats. <gasps> oh yes. wow. Oh boy. Great job. Glad I double checked my math there. You place both hands on the gem and you kind of, you're working your kind of like spiritual magic into it. And the gem begins to like sparkle and shine. And you see like a little crack forming, but then like your butterfly companion like lands on your hand to steady it. And the crack stops getting wider. And instead, the gem grows dull and this wind picks up and whirling out of the gem is this massive air elemental and you realize Matumbe and Eclipse you realize immediately like the gem like releasing him from the gem by smashing it would have significantly diminished his power but this is a huge air elemental which you, know, oh, you think yeah. from the gem it maybe would have been as powerful as a large air, air elemental and like his wispy form just like blows over this table like whipping up baubles and and uh, vials and stuff and kind of like smashing them against the far wall freedom he looks around the room and you see he can like lock with the at least Eclipse can see he can like lock with the uh, invisible stalkers notices them my friends you have freed me from the blasted witch I thank you and new friends abound can they understand us and uh, one of the invisible stalkers say this tall one can and he turns to you Matumbe I I'm the elemental Markarath, and I thank you for my freedom. If you have need of me in battle, I would gladly join you on your quest. For my friends and I, our destiny lies on the plane of air, but we can't return there, not on our own. 
We will take any and all allies in our quest. You and your friends quested against this evil witch. We have defeated her. Though there are more like her in this building, and one far more devious and depraved than them all combined. I think we are going to make fast allies, for there are few others here who value life the way that we do. Yes, and he turns to Uska and give your spellcasting friend my thanks. I shall keep the winds fair to keep her, her butterflies floating. Matumbe turns to Uska and says, He has taken a liking to you. He appreciates the help you gave him. And his winds will lift the wings of your butterflies to the heavens. And I think that's a good thing. Uska turns to the air elemental and breaks out in a huge smile. With your winds at our back, luck is surely on our side. And you can see he like, he reaches out and you feel like the blast of wind over your face and then you notice like he you know from combat you've been fighting for like almost an hour now and like healing and stuff and he like when the wind stops like he's fixed your messed up braids and all of that is like returned to new as if he just like you know he he make over <laughs> you like when he like shot the air over your over your face so does that mean if I stand behind Uska, my arrows can go faster because the wind will be at her backs? Excellent question, Rune. I will ask him now. Why, <laughs> 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 of course. A ranger among you. Yes, I am known to make the bows and arrows of the finest archers fly across fields. There is no range too far for me to make them sail. Rune, he wishes to say if you stand before him as he breaks wind in your direction, <laughs> that your arrows will fly further and truer than they ever have before. This man is a wizard with words. <laughs> yeah. I am brokering a peace treaty between our peoples. It's going swimmingly. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so we have a lot that we need to get through. <laughs> yep. They offered to help recon the place. This dude wants to join us in battle. We need to ask them at least if they've seen this skull yet. If not, if that's something they can look for in their recon. We, we can RP all of that, but those are the points that I want to hit, that we we do want them reconning. We can probably have them start reconning while we do some healing. You said 17 charges, Haley. That's going to take a little while. Quinley has about the same that needs to get done to him. There's some other healing that needs to get done, so they can probably start looking around. If they've seen the skull, I'd like to know that now, and if they have any initial recon because they came from a room outside of our own like if there's something over there or what have yeah, you that would be nice to know so you you asked him about the skull ah yes the sisters Hetna and Asia he often spoke of a skull for their master Uthi they were putting the pieces together um 
I have not seen the completed product, and so I think that their master Uthi's power must be diminished. If that skull were to be completed, well, she would be quite strong. However, I don't think the witches have found the last fragment. Unfortunately, we have not been here any longer than them. We were summoned here and bound to this place uh, through our mutual companion. We could certainly search the premises for a skull fragment in order to keep it away from the witches. You must always be wary because Uthi's parts are watching and blessing the rest of her flock in this place. If you see a spider swarm, just know that she's imparting her luck on those in the area. She's a great and powerful witch. However, uh, you've shown that uh, you have uh, the abilities to hex uh, of your own. Unfortunately, uh, when we were fighting you, and we are so sorry, we didn't know, we didn't know that you uh, might potentially parlay with us, but uh, we saw that you were using hexes as well. Uthi, she is maybe a bit stronger than your companion, but I think her biggest strength lies in her ability to be everywhere at once in this place. She's always got eyes and ears to listen. Now, with our brother Markarath here, well, spiders, unless they form a tight-knit group, won't stand before the might of Markarath's gusts. And so hopefully we will be safe from Uthi's prying eyes while he is around. But yes, if, if searching for the skull is, is the task that you would set upon us, we will go with great haste to uh, search the grounds and places that we haven't seen the witches look. I believe that should be your primary objective. Is there any other general reconnaissance knowledge that you can impart on us? Are there additional rooms up here to be wary about? Where might this other which be the one that is not made of spiders and is partially inside me and Uska. Yes. Hey, uh, Matumbe, do they know like literally any other language? It's... Ah, I will ask them now. <laughs> do you know anything besides Orin? Common. <laughs> it's been quite some time since we've spoken the common tongue, but we could give it a shot. <laughs> they said they're willing to try common. <laughs> It's not comfortable for us, but we'll give it a try. If they can't do it, it's fine. It's just, it's a lot of translations. You know what? It sounds like they can't speak common <laughs> after all. <laughs> I'm more necessary than ever. <laughs> all right. You got your well, plot armor. They can continue. So, sorry to interrupt, but I was sitting here like, man, I can't nope. ask a single question. You know, let's, let's have open dialogue and just assume Matumbe is translating, unless they truly can't speak common. They, 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 can, they can understand common, but I think the thing is, if you if you didn't have a party member that could speak uh, Orin, 
and understand Oren, you wouldn't have been able to have a conversation. Like sure. they, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. have vocal cords, right? They yeah, basically speak weird. with wind. Yeah. So, uh, so you definitely need somebody that can hear what they're saying, although they could probably understand you just fine. Which the haters and the doubters will say that we were tipped off, but no, Haley and I chose this. You picked as, this a as a joke! <laughs> you picked this and then I chuckled like five minutes before the session and I was like, that might be that might be interesting. <laughs> Did you have something you wanted to ask them? Well, I was ready to ask some questions here and there and I wanna, I'm like sure whatever else is coming up, I'm gonna, I wanna ask more, sure. so... Um, you did ask about this floor, though, so yeah. they, they would say we uh, we came from the library. Uh, the sisters they often used a book in there. Uh, we could point it out to you. Hmm. Other than that, up here, uh, don't go up to the bell tower. Uh, the sisters often talked about how rickety it was. <laughs> Dangerous to go up there. Yeah, do not go back into the bell tower <laughs> to spell your doom. It does appear that you've taken care of uh, most of the inhabitants of the top floor. Aside from us, of course. Hey, is there um any, any like treasure, like stuff we can steal? Because these guys are kind of assholes. Yes, the um, the book I spoke of it did oh, it did seem quite book? well. It did seem quite <laughs> magical. That's always for this guy. Like, do you, is there something? Dual wheel. <laughs> None of the guards wielded a plus four axe made for small creatures. <laughs> I apologize. That's unfortunate. Okay, thanks though. <laughs> <laughs> did you not feel you got plenty of gear from the last encounter? Or no. <laughs> the gear was fine. Oh, it's was just, it? Was it fine? Was it, it, it was great about gear. A hundred thousand gold worth of gear. It was great gear and all. I'm um, just. I like to. Just I. I have a very high appraise skill. So when, when Hetna and her guards walked around, I would always, I always sneak up on them and, and try and guess. Have you heard of, um, the price is correct, from Drew Carrion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Drew Carey and hosts that show. I quite enjoy the play. And uh, we like to, <laughs> me and the boys like to play that game sometimes. So we clocked her at about 100,000 gold <laughs> of gear. Yeah, um, it has nothing to do um, with that. It's more. You don't I know Drew Carrion? I, I, see, here's the thing is if for some reason they somehow manage to resurrect themselves because they're magical power witches in the future, I would like them to be in the worst starting situation they can possibly be in. This is vengeance. What was that? <laughs> I'm not sure I know what that has to do with there being more gear up here, but... I want to take anything that could possibly be valuable and help them in the future. Yes, uh, probably take their beds or their furniture. Ah, yes, that. inconvenience them. Also, I mean, Quinley has a, like a history of ruining bathrooms and like, I mean, I think he's pissed on some trees, so maybe he can piss on beds. There are plenty of table legs <laughs> around here. <laughs> Really fuck up their shit. And then Mark would chime up. While I'm around, no one will be pissing into the wind. That's for sure. <laughs> Blow it right back up, Emma. <laughs> there is one more thing. The the family photos are 
irreplaceable, so those ones will definitely be will want to destroy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to ruin their future potential lives in, in addition to their current. Um, so, anyways, we Maybe have a Maybe you should book. take a book they like so much. Well, well that's, <laughs> no that's, that's a guaranteed. It's just what else can we do? Um, so where's the library? It's the, the door they came out of. Oh, so they here. guarded the book then. Well, they at least came from that area. Well, uh, I'm just going to say they guarded Is it this uh, slightly grainy thing on the table? Mm, let's see. Oh, no, that's a coffee stain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, did uh, did my tokenizer give that coffee stain an adjective? Yes. No. Uh, sassy coffee stain. Ah, yes. Did you see that Markathus pompous? Yeah, I did. Food like that. Okay. So, you see in this room there are large bookshelves that cover the walls, broken only by an occasional window overlooking the abbey's grounds to the west. Uh, You do notice a headless skeleton that stands erect in the northwest corner, lashed to a long wooden pole. Its bones are tied together with bits of string. It looks like a, uh, you know, in modern terms, like a a educational skeleton like you'd have at a... um, like a, like a med student might look at or you'd have in your biology lab. Um, Is that possibly where the skull goes when it's all done? Hey, Brooks. Yeah? Take a arrow card. <gasps> oh, thank you. That's exactly where the skull goes. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Didn't know if you'd pick up on that. Oh, well done. Fantastic. I'd actually allow a knowledge check on the, on the skeleton. What It'd type? be knowledge nature. Rune can almost auto-aid. All right. I I need to roll a two. (laughs) I aid as Rune. All right. Nature check with the assistance comes out to a dirty 40. Dirty 40. You can identify this skeleton as that of an anus hag. Ooh. Anus hag? An anus hag. (laughs) Okay. I mean, that makes sense. We're talking witches. Hags is witches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's definitely hag business afoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do also find the book here. Yes. You uh, you know that you have uh, ten call that will uh, you know pull this dark bound book out of the shelf. This is the one, the one the sisters used. It is hard enough for me to. Understand spoken common, let alone written common. Uh, and I, I don't read magic, but maybe you can decipher this. I know many languages and I'm familiar with many books. I can take a look. Um. Also, I can read magic and know a lot of languages. Yeah, she'll just Keep touch stuff in. and know it. Pretty wild. Yeah, but also I literally have the cantrip to read magic. <laughs> I can't remember if I have that or not. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, can we? Can I like check out the book? When you touch the book. Damn it! Not again. You, um, <laughs> oh, no. you feel yourself kind of like bobbing on something that seems to have like four legs, and you are in the middle of this busy busy street. There are uh, people of all kinds rushing about and you see it doesn't 
quite surprise you in uh, you in this vision to see uh, zombies with their mouths stitched shut. And you look ahead of you towards the large wall surrounding the city that you're in. You look down on your form, you are just like this large, bloated creature. This book kind of clutched in your left hand. You open it and you scribble some things down. This will come in handy for later. You close it quickly with a zabop. Mm-hmm. Oh no. And you fade back. Wait, I'm missing. Everybody's smiling. That's a deep cut if wow. I have heard one. Could it be? Uh make me a make me a knowledge local eclipse. Try again. You're not really sure where you were. Maybe a geography if you had it. If only I was rune. <laughs> yeah. You could maybe describe the scene, but it'd be a much harder check. I mean, it's not gonna help. I only have a plus nine as Rune. But also, like, if I describe the scene, I guess Matube and Rune could try together. Yeah. Because she'll auto-aid. Which one? Geography or local or both? Geography, or I guess. I okay. can't help with local. Let's start with geography then. Eh, dirty 30 with the aid. Yeah, you're you're struggling to come up with what location this could be. Was there a specific language spoken that I could prob- I could potentially use linguistics or were it was it literally just zombies with mouth shown? I mean, you were you were in like a marketplace, so it kind of seemed like there were quite a few languages being spoke. Damn it. All right, fine. Maybe I could try the local? Yeah. No rune can't date, but let's see if I can roll a little better on that one. I don't. Uh, pretty awful. Uh, 20, 27 total. Yeah. Uh, you're you're not sure where this was. Uh, the, the, like, stitch mouth zombies in the wall kind of start to ring a bell for you, Matumbe, but you just can't quite remember what city you read about that had, that had those things. Um, it, the closest you can get is you think it, it might have been somewhere in like Varesia that you heard but um, but you do open this book and you do find kind of like a written in magic uh, for, does anyone have read magic? Yeah, that's Eclipse uh, you, you would find the moniker of the um, of the owner presumably of this uh, it just says DK. Uh, and this is like a, as you read through it, it is just like a treatise on blood magic. In fact, you start to get the, the idea that the person that wrote this must have been some sort of bloat mage, because that's the only way you would have this much knowledge of like the magic surrounding blood is if like you know there's there's like written in here is like rituals on how to become a bloat mage how to like infuse yourself with the blood of others how like blood grants power and if the witches were using this 
it makes sense that they they could have used this information to devise this blood brew elixir from vampiric blood. The end of the book, again, you're reading magic. Uh, you realize that this is a spell book. Uh, it contains the spells clone, horrid wilting, insanity, iron body, transformation, and vision. And you note that, like, in the verbal components for each of these, there's just like a, there's a strange configurations of configuration of magical runes and it's the same one at the end of each of these spells and you like phonetically sound it out and it's that same thing you heard zabap okay you could obviously sell this for a pretty penny yeah um it'd be worth about 10,000 gold without the spells so with the spells presumably worth quite a bit more uh, most of those spells are fairly high level oh yeah Makes sense. I don't need the spell book, so we could definitely sell it unless someone else wants it. Those are spells well beyond what I can cast. I believe it goes without question that Air Bear isn't gonna. that up for everybody. Yeah. Uh, We're all yeah. waiting, bated yeah. breath for yeah. you yeah. to respond. And, and Quinley, does he wanna take a look? You know what? Uh, I, I've been thinking about uh, quad classing him into Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Give, so, it, yeah, give yeah. it to Rune. Rune can read real okay. well. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she won't bungle any words at all. May as well be a stack of blank paper to Rune. <laughs> She's like, oh, Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we're going to sell that. Uh, sure. Yep. Uh, but but that does give you some idea of if it was being studied by the uh, by the witches, you know, again lends credence to the probably gravity of the power of blood brew elixir um that it would um it, i think i think actually i would i would allow like you know matumbe to know even if he didn't really know the city once once that like information on bloat mages is present and stuff you know that there's a certain addictive quality to blood that uh that is inherent in bloat mages. That's why they become what they are. Uh, there's like an addiction to the power of blood and an addiction to acquiring more. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think that has a pretty direct parallel to what this blood brew elixir is doing to the to the vampire population. And one to usually snatch up a book if he can. He's going to pass this off to somebody else because he's feeling feeling that thirst a little bit you know he's got that vampiric corruption though doesn't come up in discussion much or hasn't come up lately when he's reading about this thirst and thinking about the thirst for blood um it shakes him a little bit certainly does yeah so i think you probably gather your allies and figure out what the next step is uh for the invisible stalkers and for mark the air elemental but before you hash that out, I need you to finish your drinks. Because we'll see you next week. Oh, oh I boy. knew it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. 
Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.